Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Brawl Network and Eagles Brawl podcast. This is the Kelly Green Show. We're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. There's so much to unpack about this 2020 Eagles team. Can the organization start making some positive changes or is blowing up the roster and starting from scratch the only way to turn this thing around? It's hard to comprehend that we're having these difficult conversations only a few years after the Super Bowl victory, but here we are. Let's start the show with my guest, host of NFL Network's Thursday Night Football, Good Morning Football Weekend, and Around the NFL podcast, but most importantly, Eagles fan and Philly native Colleen Wolf. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Colleen. How are you? I'm great. I'm better now that I'm talking to you, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me on. I, I love it. I, I mean, just saying the intro for it is a mouthful. I can't imagine <laughs> what your today today is like, so I really appreciate you taking some time. I do want to address the struggles of this season with you a little bit, but let's start more on a positive note. You developed your your uh, sports journalism career by starting out in Philadelphia, being an intern at WIP, and then you went on to Fox 29, and now you've worked your way up to the NFL Network on air as a host of some really great shows. So what do you think is the biggest factor that helped you to advance your career to this point? Well, obviously, starting out in Philly. I mean, that's the catalyst for everything. It's You know what is so crazy? I end up meeting so many people that are either from Philly, that have worked in Philly, whose sister lives in Philly, whose cousin lives in Philly. It's crazy. Like, Philly is seriously the Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation in media. I, I, I swear. But I feel like starting there has really prepared me for anything, especially starting with WIP and the morning show, because I had no idea what I was walking into. And I wasn't even planning on going into sports like for a career. I was just in college and thought to myself, well, working at a radio station seems like something that college kids do and that would be fun. So why not? Let me see if I can get an internship doing that. And then when I walked into WIP and saw the badness that was going on and saw like just like the crazy relationships that they have with each other, I was like, wait a second, you guys get paid for this? This is a thing that people can do? Yeah, I would like to do that. So I feel like uh, just being in that environment of uh, you know, it's just like everybody I feel like from Philly is a crazy sports fan. And I can say that because I'm one of them. And so I, I think growing up in that environment, it's almost like anything else is easier after that. Like if you can make it in Philly, you can make it anywhere else. And every other, every job that I took 
was I, I learned something new from and I did everything I could. I, I took every internship that I could possibly do, every job behind the scenes. Like I was building cameras for like remote shoots. I was booking guests, building rundowns, editing, building graphics. Like I, I feel Getting like- Getting all the experience, learning all of the lessons. All of it, all of it. And honestly, all of that, really, really has helped me kind of get to the point where I am now because I really understand all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And I understand like what I can and cannot do and what is, you know, what is feasible, what is not, who to go to for things. And I just feel like having that kind of experience just makes you better at what you do when you are in front of the camera. I totally hear you. And I, I just wanted to ask you something else about your younger years. Um, I read an article recently about uh, you pursuing your, your figure skating career at a young age and an uh, injury prevented you from continuing that. But you had the mindset of an athlete and you've had to work through a serious injury. Does that impact your mindset or approach to how you are as a sports journalist? I think so. And it's funny because I just finished my Good Morning Football weekend show where we were doing a bit and I was like showing my ice skates on it. <laughs> and I saw I, that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think just having grown up and starting figure skating from such an early age, like I'm just naturally a really competitive person. And once I stopped skating because I got hurt, I just I didn't really play any other sports. Like I, I ran track for a little bit. Uh, I, I played softball growing up, just like, you know, so many other kids, but there wasn't really an outlet for me after I got hurt. So I feel like going into this industry was like my outlet for that because it is so competitive. And because it is like, I, I just think that when I'm with, former athletes. And honestly, I feel like reporters and hosts in general, they all sort of have that same drive. And and I think that you recognize it in other people. And it's sort of like a mutual respect thing. But it, it definitely was something after I got hurt, I was kind of looking to fill that void. That makes sense to me. Uh, you've had to obviously change your work situation uh, due to COVID and the pandemic. Any interesting or funny stories from behind the scenes efforts to keep the show on air? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sure there's I, plenty. <laughs> there, there really are. Like it, when we first started uh, doing shows from home after the studios closed, it, it felt like we were doing shows with like a tin can and string. Like the, the things that we were doing and the smoke and mirrors to just get a show on the air. It, it was honestly miraculous. Uh, some days they're just at any given time. And this still happens. Like uh, somebody's camera will go down. Somebody's Wi-Fi goes out. You lose audio, you lose everything. And you're still just like, mm -hmm, I totally know exactly what you're saying right now, even though I don't, and I have no idea where we're going next. And I don't know, uh, if I should be throwing a break, we're live on the air. Like, I don't know if I should be trying to react or ask another question or like, it's, you're completely blind. And I, I remember, uh, I recently moved, but at my last place, we had like the, the houses were really close together. And so everybody heard everything. And there's really not a lot of places with air conditioning out here because, uh, it's, you know, it's usually pretty nice, but, uh, 
I remember I've had like neighbors that would just like yell out the window at me to lower the volume. And this would be during shows. Like I'd be doing mic checks or like whatever, like promos. And my neighbors would be screaming at me through the windows and our producers would hear it. So um, I had a really lovely neighbor leave me a note, which is like the most passive aggressive thing that you can do. And of course I'm petty. So I wrote them back and then uh, when I moved, I kept the letter and I taped it on the wall in this room that I'm sitting in right now because I think it's funny. So that's amazing. I, yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to do anything during the pandemic with everything being closed down. But if you can keep a positive attitude, like you can do anything you put your mind to, you know, <laughs> uh, what was what was one of the most uh, interesting or one of your favorite exchanges interviews with an NFL player so far? There's uh, that's such a hard question because there there have been so many, but I think still one of my favorites uh, was last year Thursday night football. The Ravens clinched the division, and it was just it was such a wild scene because we were getting ready for our post game show, and we had Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram coming up to the set, but everybody was going crazy. And Ingram started like climbing into the stands with the fans and our producer was like, okay, we're going to go to break. Um, so just like throw to break real quick and promo that these guys are coming up. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I start doing that. And then all of a sudden the producer was like, no, just stay, just stay, just stay on this. And, and, and they're going to come over. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, it's just me right now. And nobody like, nobody else even had like microphones like the other analysts nobody was sitting down like Mark Ingram was in the stands and I was like cool cool cool, cool, cool. um so here we go this is gonna be fun everybody remember hey we're on tv like Steve Smith was having a side conversation with someone I was like all right everybody sit down let's get this going uh but Mark Ingram the glamour of being a host I was just like tap dancing and I was like look at over here I'm juggling help uh there, Mark Ingram was so awesome in that interview. And honestly, every other time I've interviewed him after that, before that, he always brings the best energy. He has such an amazing personality. He's just so easy to talk to. And it's always fun because he always says something crazy and funny. Uh, and he just has such a big personality that it's just, it's hard to have a bad conversation with him. So every time I get a chance to interview him, I know it's going to be good. And it's just like, it's just like talking to your neighbor or your friend that, you know, like it's, it's not even a big deal. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, so you were on the Rick Eisen show before the 2019 season, and you were having a conversation with him about, uh, pre-Super Bowl and your expectations for the Eagles, which I feel like a lot of Eagles fans could relate to. Um, you said that you kept your expect expectations very low for the Eagles to avoid being disappointed, <laughs> which I think pre-Super Bowl, we all were on board with that. So I'm mm -hmm. curious, at what point during the season, the 2017 season, did you start thinking this team was special enough to go to the Super Bowl? I'm like still worried about them not getting there. Like it really didn't even, you know, when the Eagles played the Vikings in the NFC championship game, like going into that game, I was really worried because 
that defense was so good and how the heck was Nick Foles going to like figure this out? He really didn't look that good the week before. And it was just like everything aligned and the Vikings defense did not show up in that game. And like, even that night I was like, Holy crap. I cannot believe that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl." And uh, up until that point, my my husband John and my best friend Kristen, I'm always like, "Hey, do you guys want to go to the Super Bowl this year?" And like, they were both like, mm, "It's in Minnesota, probably not." And then like, <laughs> right after that game, I get like rapid fire text messages from both of them. They're like, "Okay, cool, we're booking our tickets. We're going. We're coming. We're coming to the game." Uh, so it was it was an awesome season. Um, but the whole entire season, I was like just waiting for something terrible to happen and. When Carson Wentz got hurt, I thought that was going to be it. That was the thing that was going to just like implode everything. And it was it was such a weird experience to like watch the Eagles be good and watch them <laughs> win. And yeah. especially now, like saying that, because it I it was just such a foreign experience to me. And it was even weird at the Super Bowl because I did. I worked that morning. We did like a six-hour pregame show um, from the stadium, and I remember going into the stadium and walking on the field, and like the the feel in that stadium was so different. The energy around the Eagles it was palpable. Like they were so loose. They were all joking around. It was almost like they already won. And part of me was like this is not good. They aren't serious enough about this. Like what is happening? And, and then it was like, you know what? They just, they just know they're going to win. It was almost like it was predetermined and that was it. And somehow it was they both beat the Patriots. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. It really was. So going off of that, what was it like to cover the Eagles Super Bowl parade in Philadelphia for the network? Well, I mean, it was so wild. I, when they asked me if I wanted to, to do that, I was like, are you kidding me? That's even, that's a question, of course. So I, I, you know, and being from Philly, I'm like, yes, do I want the network to buy me a plane ticket to go home and pay for for it? Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I get to cover the parade. It was, it was so wild. And it was really cool because I was with James Palmer, who is also from Philly. Mike Garofolo was also on the coverage. He's from Philly. And it just felt like home. It just felt so cool to be there, to see it, to be just like on the ground in front of the art museum with all the craziness. A special view of everything. I mean, right. Like up up on a platform, it was just like so surreal and I'll never forget, uh, I flew in the night before and I stayed at a hotel on Broad Street. And I remember I was so paranoid about like oversleeping because I'm always paranoid about oversleeping. But I remember I woke up at one point and I just heard all of this crazy cheering cars were honking horns. Like it was just like such a loud scene outside the hotel. And I was like, oh my God, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I overslept. This was the one thing I needed to do to finish out the season and I messed it up. And I look at my phone and it was 2 a.m. 
And people were just like going wild in the middle of the night because why not? It's Philadelphia and the Eagles have won the Super Bowl. So it, it was it, the it was nicest, so cool. It was the nicest time that anybody had ever experienced going to Philadelphia. You were getting go birds everywhere, smile. The happiest time. My happiest family time. was so happy. It was great to talk to like my friends. Everyone was in good moods. I mean, that was the one year. It was one year that it happened, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> and and we're not giving it back, so don't even ask. Right. We're never giving it back. Uh, so there is this segment I do. It's just like a quick question, quick answer, just to get to know my guest on a basic level. But uh-huh. I feel like one of these questions is going to be controversial. The answer is going to be controversial, but are you ready? For All right, Kelly I'm ready. Green, the Kelly Green lightning round. Okay. Uh-oh, I'm nervous. What- okay. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh, I really love, it's almost a toss up between um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, and uh, why am I like blanking on the name of it right now? It's the other Tarantino movie. Um, oh my God. This is going <laughs> to, see, I'm like really bad at, uh, I'm really bad at like quizzes and stuff on the spot. <laughs> like I freeze up, which is so terrible. Um, but let's, let's just go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because that was the first uh, movie that jumped into my head as I'm like trying to pull up what I'm looking for right here and forget it. It'll come to me as soon as I think yeah. about something else. As soon as something else comes up, like the favorite NFL stadium there you go. I don't know why there I couldn't you. think of that right now. Okay. As soon as go I ahead. go to the next question, you figured it out. Exactly. All right. So favorite NFL stadium that you've been to? Um, I would have to say I really, really love going to Seattle. That stadium there is awesome. And it's right in the middle of the city. And the city is really cool. So as long as it's not like terrible, terrible weather, which the last couple of times I've been there, it's actually been really nice. It's beautiful and it's a great experience and it is so loud. Yeah, I bet. Uh, what's your favorite cheesesteak joint in Philadelphia? So I always went to Shanks off of Columbus because I lived in Queen Village. So right. it was close. It was really good. And I still feel like it's one of my favorites. Like I know everybody, everybody goes like uh, Del Sandro's, uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Shanks. I'm gonna stay with the OG for me. I like I like the originality of the pick. Uh, yeah, so thank favorite, you. <laughs> favorite Eagles play of all time. I mean, I'm trying to see if I have anything with the play on it in in this room, but I don't. It's got to be the Philly special, like. It's iconic. It was the best ever. And it was in a Super Bowl. Like, sign me up for that all day long. The ballsiest move of all time. I know. Down. You can't beat it. It's incredible. Throw into the quarterback. Uh, uh-huh. Kelly, Kelly Green or Midnight Green? I'm not just saying this because you're hosting the show. Uh, okay. It's because it's the only correct answer. And it's Kelly right. Green. Like, all day, that, every day. Get the Midnight out of here. Correct. That is correct. Thank you for humoring me with that segment. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the birds. I personally have never witnessed a rapid growth and regression from a player quite like what we're seeing with Carson Wentz. From your perspective, do you think that Carson can turn things around and be the true long-term answer at quarterback for the Eagles? God, you know, every week watching him, it just feels bleaker and bleaker. But, you know, he had – 
he had that swag once. Like he was a really good functioning quarterback. That 2017 season before he got hurt, he looked incredible. So we know that it is inside of him somewhere, but he's just so broken right now in so many different ways. And like, there's so much blame to go around for why the Eagles are struggling, but Carson Wentz just looks like a completely different quarterback. Like he is missing guys that are open. And then like when he is hitting guys, they're dropping the ball. The offensive line is just like a total disaster. So I feel like, you know, when I really feel like when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, that had some type of psychological effect on him. I mean, there's Uh a statue of Nick Foles outside of the stadium that Carson Wentz has to see all the time and has to hear about Nick Foles all the time. And that's gotta have an effect on him. And it just feels like things are getting worse and worse every week. He, He doesn't look anywhere near the same player that he once was. And now Doug Peterson is sharing play calling duties with press Taylor. So, I mean, that to me is like a sure sign of, Oh my God, like desperation mode. Let's figure, let's figure something out here. Uh, I I have, I have no idea, like maybe getting some of these guys back, like having Ertz back will help, but it is a dire situation. I feel like for Carson Wentz. And recently you said that he just needs an eat, pray, love moment. And and maybe that is that is the truth. Maybe he just needs to step away from the game for this off season and take some time to uh, eat some good food and relax just find and be with himself. his family. Yeah, we yeah. We'll, we'll let him do that. Like, just be better <laughs> next year. Come on, man. I know, I know. So, going on to the other people who deserve some of the blame here, do you believe that Howie or Doug are on the hot seat right now with Jeffrey Lurie? You know, I think the only saving grace right now for them is the fact that they are in the NFC East and the NFC East is like in such shambles. So there is still a chance for them I mean, somehow, some way to turn it around, even with the horrendous record that they have. But patience is obviously running very, very low. Jeffrey Laurie has to be absolutely livid with what is happening. And like, as I just said, that, like there's so many people and, and things that you can blame for the Eagles struggles. But I just think that after they won the Super Bowl, they lost a lot of talented, talented people in the coaching department, in the front office. You have Joe Douglas now with the Jets. Frank Reich is obviously coaching uh, the Colts. But Howie Roseman, his drafts have been like pretty suspect when you go back. He's only drafted like one pro bowler, I think, since 2013. Just go back and look at the drafts. And there's only a handful of those guys that are still on the active roster. And like for me, I'm I'm watching Justin Jefferson ball out in Minnesota. As many are, as many are. (laughs) And I was just. I was so excited for the Eagles to get Justin Jefferson at the draft. Like I was, you know, when I say at the draft, I mean at my house watching the draft. But right. I was <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is lined up perfectly. Justin Jefferson is a stud. This is going to be great for them." And then Hallie pulled a fast one on us all and got Jalen Rager, and that's not a knock on Rager. It's just like when when you see the two performances side by side, it's just, it's not even close. So it's not fair for him. Yeah. 
you just really wonder what what is happening, what is going on. And, and and part of the reason why the Eagles are in the situation that they are right now is because of the front office. And and I think that's a fair evaluation because so many fans feel like we were promised this new norm at that parade. And uh, I don't like this new norm at all. So I would like to go back to 2017 and the happier moments and the reason why we all love the Eagles. So um, hopefully they can turn it around. We like to say that the NFL stands for not for long. So <laughs> not we may not be that bad for long. Who knows? <laughs> hey, I love your glass half full attitude. That's great. <laughs> you gotta you gotta look for the silver lining sometime. You know. Um, well, that's all I have for today. I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Of course. It was a pleasure to speak with you, get to know you a little better. Um, for the listeners tuning in, I hope that you enjoyed this show of the Kelly Green Show. Uh, please subscribe to the Eagles Brawl Network for more episodes and fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks, Kelly. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to DKNG dot co slash brawl pod to play that's dkng dot co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play quick act quickly this offer won't be around forever minimum five dollar deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite eagles podcast eagles brawl going on everybody it's connor miles co-host of the eagles brawl here i just want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors that's manscaped go ahead the holidays are here it's time to get your loved ones trimmed and nicely trimmed that is by going to manscaped.com and using promo code brawl that's b-r-a-w-l to get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping you know it he knows it He needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL. B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Merowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Merowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Merowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at Merowest.com. And service? Merowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Merowest's values just go together. Consider Merowest today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.